SMQB's episode 105. We are down one bison and up one moose. With our correspondent uh, from Toronto, Paul Moose Jaw Miller. Welcome, Moose. Happy to be here. It's always a great show when Miller comes on. <laughs> always. Fans always. are clamoring for it. <laughs> hey, just just to uh, just to humor Bison, let's pick up with the what he was uh, talking about in the intros this year on the rules looks like there's already one team that's figured out how to bypass the shift rule. Have you guys seen this? Yes, I have. Yeah. I I saw this a few weeks ago that they were planning this. Yeah. So the Red Sox move one of their outfielders into the short field position between first and second and effectively have the shift in place and the rules do not disallow that. So the shift is back, baby. So that's just what they're going to do every time. All these yeah. teams. Yeah. You just it's put the, the left game. fielder there? Yeah. I, th- I think they put the center fielder there and moved the left fielder over to center. Okay. Yep. And and how is that distinguishable from the rule? The rule says the X number of infielders have to have both feet on the infield dirt. There's oh. nothing about outfielders. So you can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, can can they amend the rule before the season starts? Uh, I, don't think uh, so. I don't know. I don't know. They also, Max Scherzer has also been pushing the rules, trying to quick pitch since they're telling him to hurry up. He's, he got called for a quick pitch and, and they call it walk on him. <laughs> so I think, I think the major league baseball is going to have to work this out a little bit. It should be interesting to say. Uh, so we're five weeks past episode 100 house. What's the status of the tattoo, brah? So we have a location on the body. And we have a location. We have a location to place it, and uh, I can say that you'll all be able to see it without disrobing too much. When? The, the plan is Thursday. Well, all right. So are you going to be? Are you going to beat Bison to the punch? I think so. I thought he was going to get right. it Sunday. All right. All right. Miller, when are you getting yours? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Miller, I you, to, you can do, to, do mine. You, you can have mine if you want. You I, could get, you Pope, get a picture of Pope tattooed on you. I, yeah, you can have a talk, picture of me. Why wouldn't you want one? Uh, I spoke to my religious leader, and he looks poorly upon it. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I'm a pope. Is your, is your I, I'm wife offended. Your I am a leader. pope. Is that? <laughs> All right. All Bruce, right, you so want to know if your wife was the religious leader. Is your wife leader? the religious leader? <laughs> it's good by me. Yes. I yeah. mean, listen, I will get the tattoo when my paycheck arrives. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's a deal. No. It's, it's, in the mail. it's in the mail. All right. we'll, Ven- we'll Venmo you. What's your Venmo? All right. Okay, Moose Jaw. Yes, sir. NHL de- trade deadline passed. We want you to t- tell our listeners what happened and, and tell us, is anyone going to be able to stop the Bruins? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean, right. I think this season, it's, it's more wide open this season than any season. Uh, and the reason for that is... The goaltending in certain teams isn't very good. Um, and Tampa, I don't know what's happened to Tampa. Tampa and, Well, here's the thing. They got called out by their head coach, by John Cooper, the other day. He benched their top line in Buffalo. 
you would think that would motivate them to come out. And they got their asses kicked by Carolina. Uh, something is suddenly everyone got old or they're not listening. Who knows? But the fact that Tampa is spinning out of control right now really opens up the Eastern Conference. And I got to tell you right now, if the playoffs start today, Boston and Pittsburgh, if I'm the number one seed, I don't want to be facing Sidney Crosby and Malkin. That's just a, that's just a nasty matchup. Can Boston get through it? Sure. But that's not a matchup I would want. Now, going over to the West, let's talk about Dallas. Because I know Brian Pope is, you know, he is all over the stars. Huge Stars fan. Huge, <laughs> huge Stars fan. After I go the back All-Star, to the, after back the, to the Minnesota race. days. The Minnesota days, Paul. I followed what, them all the way up until what, Dallas. What, okay, what arena did they play in, in in Bloomington, Minnesota? Well, that was the XL in St. Paul, right? No, that was the Met Center in Bloomington. All right, so... <laughs> So anyways, going back to, so Dallas right now would be lined up to play Edmonton. Now Mm. Edmonton's goaltending sucks right now, but against, against uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl, that would worry me. I think Edmonton's actually going to beat Dallas if they play, but I will tell you that the, the, the trade deadline was fascinating because of all the moves before the trade deadline, you know, uh, you know, like, uh, up here, NHL trade deadline is the day for for the sports radio, the sports TV. They do like nine hours. But all the trades were made like three days in advance. They had nothing to talk about. It was great TV. Just <laughs> fascinating TV up here. Um, but I will tell you, I think now Toronto, as much as I've, and, and you guys know, I've never been a believer in the Maple Leafs beating Tampa. No. I think they I think they can beat them this year right now. Oh boy. Oh I think boy. they can. I'm not guaranteed. Right now they can for sure. Right, There's, I'm not guaranteed. I'm not guaranteed. Can we can we talk about this? Why are you dissing the Bruins? They're they're 49, 8, and 5. They won their last 10, and the uh American press is is comparing them to the old Red Wing teams. Okay, so that is I got if you're gonna compare them to the Red Wing teams, that's just stupid. And that shows you the hard hitting. If you want to compare them to the greatest teams of all time, you talk about the Montreal Canadiens of the 1970s. Okay. The Detroit Red Wings, I mean, the, the Montreal lost eight games one year, but the NHL is very different than it was. And traditionally, or historically, historically, the best team in the league often doesn't get even to the semifinals. And I got to tell you, I, I, I'm not sold on the Bruins. They are, they, you know, it's a balanced schedule right now. Everyone plays the teams the same amount of times. And now you're going to have to go up against Pittsburgh seven times, potentially. That is a different, different entity than going up against, you know, whoever you want to pick at the bottom. Like, you know, like I just don't buy that Boston is one of the great teams of all time right now. And if you want to get an analysis, look to the Canadian media, not the American media for <laughs> hockey. I'm just saying. I mean, that's like asking a Canadian to do the analysis for NFL football. That's just stupid. Okay. Uh, yes. Was there any name that was well, tell tell our listeners who might not be our dumb American listeners who can't analyze hockey. Tell us, was there a big name traded? 
And was there a name that surprised you or will really change the fortunes of a team in the playoffs? I got to tell you, the big name that I think that might change the fortunes is Ryan O'Reilly getting traded to the Leafs because he's the kind of him and Noel Achari. Unfortunately, um, he won't be playing for like a month. Uh, no, he broke his finger. He's due back for the playoffs. They've already said that. Wait, a um, broken finger affects a hockey player? Seriously. Yeah, you know, what's up with that? Fight it know, off. He's weak. Um, he's on I, did, I, I will you tell you that. You only need nine. If it, if it was the playoffs, he'd probably be playing. Um, but who cares what happens? I mean, Tampa's, what, five behind the Leafs right now. They're going to meet each other. It's just who's going to have home ice. If it, get, if it gets a little closer and home ice is at stake, I bet Ryan O'Reilly comes back. But he's a guy who is 70% face-off. Uh, in the face-off circle. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's been a captain of a team. He is ru- he is tough. Between him, Noel Chari, and Luke Shen, the Leafs went from this small, speedy team to this much tougher team that is very different than the team Tampa squeaked by last year. Squeaked by. Milk, can I bring the text up? Should I bring up the text of, congratulations, oh, Mr. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, but I think that was one of the key traits. I didn't realize I you guys would blow it. Jeez. Uh, I know. I, know. I, I mean, I did. But <laughs> uh, the one guy who I thought would get moved and didn't was Eric uh, Carlson from San Jose. I don't understand why they didn't move him. There's there's a guy that uh, could have gotten a lot uh, in return, I think, for San Jose. I would have thought he is arguably one of the top five defensemen in the league this year. Uh, I'm surprised he did not get moved. Uh, I am surprised that Chickern Chickern went to Ottawa. Ottawa likely won't make the playoffs. And Chickern, get- the longtime broadcaster <laughs> for the Lakers, I had no idea yeah. he was playing in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I am surprised that he ended up from the grave. I think um, pretty much, you know, because Ottawa won't make the playoffs most likely, and he was the top defenseman out there. So a little surprised at that. Um, NHL's had some problems with concussions with their stars this year. Well, right? you know, I think I think they're just being more careful and not letting them go back on the ice as quickly as they used to. You know, these lawsuits scare the crap out. Um, yeah, their guys are staying out longer, but you know, uh, come the playoffs, I don't think you'll see one guy get a uh, a true concussion. Uh, you know, hockey players will play through most anything. Uh, How about how about a former superstar like uh, like Patrick Kane moving to the Rangers? Is that uh, is that the, does the big, tree fall in the woods there, or, or something bigger than that? I think that was. I mean, he's the most marquee player. He's not the player he was seven or eight, nine, ten years ago when they won cups. Uh, you know, and and you know, Patrick Kane is is he going to be the difference maker for them? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to they're going to go as far as their goaltending takes them. That's 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 the Rangers. They're going to. So go who's got them. the best goaltending in your opinion? Who's a, who are playoff bound? I mean, that's an obvious answer. Please don't say Tampa because they it, they don't right now. They just don't. Um, I th- wow! Wow! All right! Wow! You know, you, you know, you just said our defense sucks. Now, I will let me explain hockey to you. Okay. Please do. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, as if, as if we're a three year old American. Here comes more stupid third grade American. This is why, this is why the Canadians go in so many wars. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, the goal is the most aggressive Canadian wow. I've ever met. No kidding. 
The goalie <laughs> is part of the defense. And when you say our we can't, our defense sucks, you sort of start with the goaltending right now. Well, they're putting him in bad situations, but okay, fine. Okay, the best goaltending right now, I, 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 I think the Rangers, the Rangers and the Devils probably have the best goaltending right now. That's going to be an interesting, if they meet, that's probably going to be the best series. Just because, one, the rivalry between New York and New Jersey, there's some history. The goaltending should be outstanding. Um, I think Vegas is in some trouble with their goaltending. When you when they're relying on uh, on Quick to be their number one potentially, you know he's 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 long in the tooth. Robin Leonard hasn't played in weeks or months. Um, it should be interesting, but let's see who gets healthy. Uh, that's going to be a big thing. Colorado's got tons of injuries. They need to get healthy. If they get healthy, they're still going to be the favorite. Yeah, unbelievable. They're still the favorite. Still dogging on the Bruins with gold. gold yeah, tech. no, I, I don't. They might have they, the best combo, by the way, in the NHL. Um, okay, I think I think it's hard to go sixty-two games and only lose eight. Yeah, I mean that that is really hard to do. It's, yeah, well, it is. It is. Um, but you're asking for me for my opinion. I'm just giving you an opinion. We're asking These you guys, for your unbiased opinion. Yeah, All right, like Boston, I'm not. I'm not sold on them. I mean, listen, they've got some of the best forwards, playoff proven. Their goaltending is, is not playoff proven yet. I'm not buying in on them. I guess, you know, I got, I don't know if they'll get past Pittsburgh. Okay. Wow. First round. You mentioned First Pittsburgh. Round. Yeah. A wild card team. In the, in yeah. The, and let's talk about, I mean, top to bottom, the East is, I mean, who is going to compete against them in the West? I mean, they, the 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 Leafs, the Bruins, the Lightning. I mean, oh, yeah. no, we haven't even talked about Carolina. No, the East is the East is loaded, and they all loaded up. I mean, they who, all acquired. Who, I would go all acquired. the way down to the Rangers in in Pittsburgh. So, who is going to challenge them in in a Stanley Cup final? I think the Abs. I think the Abs. I think Edmonton is going to just depend on their goaltending. Edmonton barely hanging on, man. Um, if they can get the goaltending, even a little bit, like just reduce their goals against by half a goal a game right now, they are going to become one of the favorites in the West. Um, because I don't know if you got, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the move that McDavid made. He was in Philly. He didn't score on that. But when he went through backwards, two of the flyers, that was one of the greatest moves I've ever seen. Like this guy this guy is a generational talent that I hope gets to the finals because he deserves it. And I, I, and I want, I would love for North America to see this guy play because he's playing in Edmonton. You guys don't see him play. No, we don't. And, and he is Gretzky like, like that's how, like he is worth the price of admission. He's at a different level compared to Crosby or Ovechkin when they were in their primes. Like he is a, different 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 player so i hope he gets out uh and into the finals or at least the final four but you're right are you surprised by the kraken third place in the pacific west after after one year in the league yeah i'm surprised i I think they might just fall off though and not make it because listen we still got a lot of hockey left we're at the beginning of march we've got probably what 18 to 20 games left for most team for most teams uh kraken may not make it um they just got blown out by the leafs last week um, they went on that eight game winning streak right after Christmas. That's propelled them. They've been hanging on. Um, 
they're not a great team. They're not a great team. It's going to be how far can uh, goaltending take them? That's the story for every team, right? That's it starts with the as milk knows. It starts from the net end, right? Right, milk. Right. Right. How, how, right. It's, and, That's and, his and, motto. Net out. Net <laughs> out. Net out. <laughs> So that, that's that's how I see it. I mean, listen, I again, it's I the East is loaded. They might beat up on each other so much, though, in the Eastern Conference that whoever comes out of the West might be in the best position health wise to win the Stanley Cup. Boost Bison's not here, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Caps. Or do you have them even making the playoffs? I think no. they look like they're rebuilding. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, they're rebuilding. Um, they got nothing. They got nothing. Yeah. Uh, they are. They won't make the playoffs. I think they're about. They're probably three, four points out of a playoff spot right now, which is you know it's not a ton, but it's significant to make up because they've got to they've got to jump a whole bunch of teams. Oh yeah, they've got they got jump. Was uh, it top four in each division? Uh, it, no, it's like the top two in each division, and then the next two. So, so I don't, right I now. Mean, so Next right now, in the Washington, whole Washington, Washington is twelfth overall in the conference. They're three um, points out of a wild card. Yeah, yeah, but that's hard to do. Uh, when yeah, they're only three points behind the Pens. Yeah, yeah. no, listen, it, it could happen. That's why it's hard to say. Like, but I think if the Capitals sneak in, they're not going to do anything. Florida, if Florida snuck in, maybe they do something. They've been kind of a surprise. Well, if you if you want to go back to the tape uh, preseason, I told you the Panthers were a mirage last year. Wow! Wow! That's I right. said that. Okay. I said I said that in the, in the preseason. Uh, what broadcast. did you get wrong on the tape? Should we recap what you said about <laughs> the Islanders? That was last year. Oh, that, that was two years year. ago. That, yeah. that, that was last year. That was last year. And I and I owned up. To, I owned up to that, man. I didn't run from that. I didn't run from that. So, but uh, Florida, I, 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 I'm not surprised in Florida. I think. What about Buffalo? They can make some. They, they score a lot of goals. Yeah, they got they some good players there. Yeah. I think, I think they're a year away. I think yeah, they're a year they're away. Close. But, but you know what? For that city, they need something to go right. <laughs> they need something to go right between mass shootings, snowstorms, and the Bills. You know. Wow, the trifecta. <laughs> Milk, you know, <laughs> who's going farther this year, the Lightning or the Leafs? Until the Leafs do do it, it's always the answer is the Lightning. I, I, Until I they can I, do something. I agree with them. I agree with them. I, it's the Leafs are like the Capitals were five, six, seven years ago. Every year would be a disappointment. Until they get, if they can break through, then look at, then just look at Dallas. Sorry, Pope, I don't buy it. Look, you're not you're selling stock in Dallas. Yeah, like. yeah, uh, not a big Dallas fan. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, do, do you have season tickets to them? <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Kidding me? <laughs> I think the last game I went to was the Stanley Cup final in like I don't know 1999. Yeah, that was against Buffalo, huh? But we did win. <laughs> did. Oh, actually, I went. I went the year later when we lost to the Devils. <laughs> He's already trying to figure out his connection to the Bruins. He's trying to He'll find it. He'll find I like, it. I like bears. We hung out. We hung out on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day in Boston one year. There so it is. It. Yeah. There it oh, is. Well, so let's me, let's switch bring, gears to the bring, NBA. Did, you finished. Did, hold on. Well, I'm just gonna say, bring me back once we have the playoffs set. 
and then we can do a proper analysis All of right. who's playing who, because we know Toronto and Tampa are playing. And, and I got to tell you, it's a little disappointing that the shit talk that I'm sending to Milk in our little chat, he's just ignoring right now. It's like he doesn't even see it. I just, you know, we just, we're a playoff team. You know, <laughs> yeah. get to the playoffs. Uh, okay, go talk NBA. I'm going to pull up the text he sent me last week about the Leafs, okay? After <laughs> okay. they made the trade for that guy from uh, from uh, Nashville. Right. Good go to, to see you. All right. All right, thanks, Moose. Good to have you. We'll get you back for the playoffs. Um, right. You're welcome to hang, though. I'll hang. Um, so the big story in the NBA right now is what's going on with Ja. Morant. And, you know, until this all broke, it seemed pretty clear to me, at least, that the two players who were sort of destined to be in line to become the face of the NBA when LeBron finally stepped down were Ja and, um, excuse me, the guy in the Celtics, Tatum. Um, And I kind of give Ja the, I gave Ja the, you know, the lead there because He's a more exciting player. They're both well-loved by the fans, by their teammates, and by the NBA. And Zhao was just, you know, he was just destined to, for, for that kind of stardom. He's just signed a max contract. He's one of maybe five guys who's got his own individual sneaker deal with Nike. And then, you know, news started to trickle out last summer that he had a house party, got into a little beef with a teenager. Went in the house, came back out with a gun in his waistband to intimidate the kid. That kind of got shushed up for a while. And then early February of this year, um, there was that beef that he had on court with the Pacers. And one of the guys from his crew jumped out onto the court to try to get involved and had to be escorted off the court. And then later after the game, he and his buddies rolled up on some of the Pacers in a car and what the Pacers will tell you happened was they shined a, you know, a gun sight red laser beam into their car. Um, so that didn't sit too well with the NBA, but again, they kind of let the team deal with it. And then this Friday, they played the, the Grizzlies played the Nuggets, which means they had to get on a team plane. And then that night, that Saturday night, while they're still in, in Denver, excuse me. Jaws at a Jaws at a club and posts a video of himself on Instagram waving his gun, which means that he put the gun on the airplane and brought it from Memphis to Denver, which is against NBA rules and maybe against the law for all I know. I don't know. Um, Wait, are you sure Brandon Miller didn't bring it to him? He may have, but that would have been a long drive. Hashtag too soon. Yeah. Too soon. (laughs) So, you know, it it concerns me for him, for Ja. I think a lot of the commentators out there, including Stephen A. and others, are sort of trying to sweep this under the rug and say, how dare you treat this guy like this? He's 23 years old. You know, every 23-year-old makes mistakes. Well, you know what I say to that is, you remember Plaxico Burris? He walked into a club one time with a gun in his pants in New York and never played again and went to jail, actually, because the thing discharged accidentally. That's the kind of stuff that can go wrong when you're screwing around with guns in clubs uh, and transporting guns in airplanes and through airports. It's just dumb. 
It's really dumb. It's a good way to lose your Nike deal. It's a good way to get your max contract voided. And, um, you know, I think of guys like who the guys who preceded LeBron as the face of the NBA and LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, they would never, ever have let something that dumb affect their business because they're, you know, they were, they were very cognizant of the money they were going to make in marketing and guns and marketing just don't mix unless your sport is NASCAR. But if your sport is the NBA, not a good idea. Just not well, a good you know, idea for all kinds of reasons. You know how much I, I love Jordan the goat, but I mean, it's arguable that he took two years off, not just to play baseball, but because, because he had a, uh, a gambling problem and he was asked to leave uh, for a couple of years because of that. And then his father's death, a lot of mystery surrounding that. So, you know, Jordan, Jordan, it wasn't as clean as some of the other faces of the NBA, unfortunately. Maybe not, but he, he knew better and maybe got addicted to gambling and, but the, you know, it didn't really harm his legacy one bit. Um, this it has could, not over time. I mean, what's Plexico Burris? He, he, they won the Super Bowl. They were, they were favored to get back to the Super Bowl the next year. And without their number one receiver, many of the fans believe that's why they didn't get back. So that guy's legacy has been burnished terribly. So my point is this, I'm rooting for Ja to get the help that he needs from his family, from his team and from the NBA, but man, they need to step up and get this done because this could go sideways badly and people need to stop, you know, sweeping it under the rug. I don't want to, I don't want to go to like Aaron Hernandez, but you know, I'm sure there were times when he was doing stuff like this and people were like, yeah, you know, he just needs to grow up. You can't be running with guns and, and, People who want to get his into da- fights. His dad is not when you're exactly the man. helping. His right. dad's part of the problem. Jobs? Yeah. Tell me about that. His dad was involved in an altercation in one of the games. I can't remember what it was. Oh, she had to be yeah. escorted out. I mean, he, I'm, he, you know, I'm just saying he's surrounding himself with people who are making bad decisions. Right. That's exactly right. You, you know, know right. the, the two observations. Go ahead, Go Bruce. Ahead. I was going to say the closest example I can think of is Michael Vick. You know, he was the face of the NFL. He was on Madden, and then the dog, the the dog handle broke, guns, etc. And yeah, he came back, but he was not. He was never the same in terms of marketing. He was never going to be the face of the NFL again. Josh well, that, that that's nothing compared to the scandal if somebody accidentally gets shot. Oh yeah, by, by being a hothead or in a club where you drop your gun and it goes off. You know, two two observations on this jaw thing. One is I, I really, courtesy of Bison, I, I I wish you were on to share this, but it was a, a perfect metaphor that you're talking about, Rooster, about how it can really send a, a team south. And the Gilbert Arenas example in Washington, right. when right. they had a really good team, you know, he listed mm-hmm. this morning on the text, you know, it was Gilbert Arenas and Karan Butler and Antoine Jameson, and they were actually a pretty good team. They were and good then, and they were entertaining too. And then he brought three guns in the locker room and that, you know, he got suspended and everything changed. And my second observation is that in some ways the NBA is complicit in this. Um, I'm not suggesting that the NBA put a gun in Jaws hand when he was on Instagram, but the NBA knows that to make the NBA profitable, 
they got to bring kids into the NBA. In fact, they're even contemplating lowering the age by one year to make right. it 18 years old right. to come in the NBA. And if you don't have some type of NBA liaison or ombudsman or something that really works with these kids, has somebody on every single team, obviously you can't follow them at all times and walk with them, John, as posse into the strip bar. But look, the NBA has got to get its arms around this because it's about to get way, way worse. The, the, we're seeing these episodes, you know, at the college level. The college, yes. And these very talented players are coming in to the NBA in gun culture. And the NBA has got to eliminate gun culture as part of it. It's it's it, to your point, John was one of definitely the and still is one of the faces of the NBA to popularize this to say, hey, part of being John Morant is hanging out in the strip bar with showing your gun on Instagram live is just not what the NBA wants, not for one second. No, no. I think the NFL has done a little bit better job of just what you're talking about, House, which is recognizing that you give a 21, two, three, four-year-old hundreds of millions of dollars, you have sort of a responsibility to step back and say, hey, you know, can, shouldn't we help educate these guys about what could go wrong. And, you know, your former coach for the Bucks, Tony Dungy, uh, Milk, Milk famously says to anyone who will listen to him, there are five, only five things you need to avoid. Guns, street racing, drugs, and I forget what the other two, I think, you know, um, women, you know, probably other players' wives, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. You know, Just say, hookers. No, no. <laughs> but I forget what all of them are, but it, it, it's a pretty easy list. And if you can <clears throat> avoid those things, like rugs, right? Henry Ruggs, get a yeah. freaking driver, man. But do the does the NBA, like, I always, you always hear the story the NFL brings in, like, a, 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 a former player who blew all his money and a financial analyst, and they talk about how to handle your finances. But do these leagues have people that these guys can talk to about their personal issues? And, you know, is there a team psychiatrist? Is there a or psychologist or whatever? You know, yeah. who does this guy, because he's clearly surrounded himself with probably not the best pe people. All, all the teams have that now, but I, I will tell you, uh, this, I think, goes, it's, it's not, it, it's partly the team, but I got to tell you, the agent needs to get involved because I, I've got a buddy who's a, a, a NHL player agent and he's been, and he worked for the Players Association and then became an agent and he's got some superstars and he's got people he, he assigns to live and go with these guys when they're in their early 20s because he knows that they are making way too much money and they're too stupid in their decision-making. These guys aren't allowed to go to the bars without their person or their security. You know, the agent has to be involved. They're, they're like so close to the parents and the player. It, it's time that the, I mean, and the agent has a financial interest to make sure that none of this stuff is happening. So where are these guys during this situation? Yeah. Get the guy security. There's no reason any one of these guys should be driving or going to a bar that needs a gun because you should be having security. I was listening this morning 
that Shaq never carried a gun because Uncle Jerome had the gun for as his security. These right. players take the security. You've got the money. Don't put yourself in a situation where a gun accidentally goes off and kills someone because then you're going to go in somewhere else. Yeah. Well, let's hope for the best because uh, he really is an exciting player and seems like a good person who just needs to get it together. Um, hey. Hope. First race, Bayron Grand Prix this week. Take it, take it from there, bro. Bahrain. F1 2023 lights out and uh, I don't think it's going to be much of a competition this year at the top. I think the middle is going to be fascinating to watch more so than in past years. But, you know, Red Bull asserted their dominance. Um, Max won the race, finished 40 seconds ahead of any other non Red Bull car. Um, wasn't wasn't ever threatened uh, once he survived uh, the start and uh, no, you know, virtual safety cars or any other pit stops that would have screwed him up. His car was clearly superior and Checo uh, had no problems finishing second. Um, you know, but the biggest story I think you guys will all probably agree is the rise of Aston Martin. We talked about him in our preview that uh, they could threaten the big three this year, big three being Mercedes, Red Bull, um, and Ferrari, and sure enough, yep, you hit Fernando, that nail on the head. Alonzo, he's back, baby. That was shocking. Here's a great factoid for you. You guys know how I love those factoids. Alonzo's 41 years old. He's the oldest driver in the last 37 years, other than Michael Schumacher, to get on the podium. Schumacher got on the podium when he was 43, 2012 in Valencia, finished third. So this is this is a, not an ordinary feat that he pulled off yesterday. But in addition to Alonzo, uh, Lance Stroll finished sixth, and and that guy had two crushed, true, two crushed wrists. So um, you know, Aston Martin was flexing their muscles, and Ferrari. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, compliment somebody else on the pod for coming up with this, but Leclerc was lefucked once again. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's that's got, he's got a bad car. Another DNF. Lap 41, you know, power uh, issue. How many times did we see that last year when Leclerc was, he was P3 uh, on lap 41, probably going to cruise to P3 and, and he's out. And then Miller, Miller, um, you, you live, live near French speaking people. Teach him how to say Leclerc. Uh, it, it, he's not far off. He's not far <laughs> off. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> but Mercedes, uh, and uh, I, I take credit for this one. They were out wolfed. No, they are, they are not. They are not showing any strength early. Didn't in testing. Certainly didn't uh, with Ham at five and Russell at seven. Um, and I guess the most exciting part of the race yesterday for those who watched was watching Alonzo hunt down Hamilton. Uh, on one turn, he almost crashed when he he passed him on the inside and couldn't quite get him. And then he that was just a magnificent him. pass. Then he then he took him down uh, on the next uh, on lap ten on the inside straight. What a great move! And then just you know took down Sions as he's going to P three. So uh, again, you know, I think and we're going to go to uh, what Saudi Arabia and uh, Australia. Red Bull is gonna is gonna run away with this. The constructors championship. 
not going to be competitive. As long as Max has, is Max, he's not going to let Checo, uh, you know, taste the championship. Although one other factoid, the runner up, excuse me, the winner of Bahrain the last six years has been the runner up in the championship driving. So if you hate Max, you love the fact that he won because if statistics hold, he will run, be the runner up. But I don't think that's going to happen this year. So Ferrari, after, go ahead, go ahead. Ferrari's in real trouble. I mean, they yeah. are they are in real real trouble. First of all, uh, it turns out that you have an allotment of two of these electrical power sources to the engine, and he used up one of them, which failed in qualifying, uh, and the second one failed during the race he's used up in the first race of the year his allotment there for the year for for the the year year? for the year so now to use an extra one he's going to be penalized like on the grid 10 positions or something like that right and they'll have to take the medicine they got to do it it is uh it's a mess over there i mean they they fired their principal because of poor strategic decisions during racing and reliability problems with the car and they haven't done anything to address the reliability problems and his inability to speak english on the netflix series (laughs) i will tell you pope it was a great call about alonzo because i i i do think that um head to head i'll still take lewis as the better driver not that alonzo is a shabby driver but you keep saying and i and i in the past disagreed that it's the car it's not the driver but i think that past proved it i think Aston Martin has a better car because it's not like yep. Lewis is a bad driver. Right. Yep. Now, okay, I forgot. Bill, how jump to in there. You're, you're trying to say something. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, keep going. I'll, I'll go back to it in a second. All right. That was it. Yeah, milk. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. You were going to say something. Good talk. Brilliant. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> you say something brilliant about that one. Hey, how about the, all the all the uh, all the articles I was reading before uh, the season started? We're singing Alpine's praises. They did nothing, right? They get Ocon gets thirty-five seconds in penalty time, and, yeah. and Gasly didn't do much better. Timing penalties. I mean, come on, talk about you know race management. My that God, is, that is awful. And well, I mean, the loser of the day is who? McLaren. Yeah. Well, oh. they they already. Oh my God! Are they bad. have they fallen? Yeah. I mean, they're they're going to be the Haas of this year. How? Okay, I got a question for you guys because if you're a new F1 viewer thinking about getting involved in it, and you and you look at the brands and the the, the car manufacturers, your first instinct is to say like, "Oh, I assume Ferrari is like going to be the best." Like, why are the why is Ferrari so bad? What is it? Bad luck? Is it bad decision making? How can a company with such history of being of creating top of the line vehicles not able to perform an F1. What is the answer? Don't know. I mean, there's a there's a big difference between street cars and racing cars. Uh, I think some of the things that are affecting Ferrari is the conformity that you have to follow now. I think the conformity has really created a lot more parity in the midfield. And so Ferrari can't make whatever souped up you know, special unit that they want. They've got to be within the guidelines that keep narrowing and narrowing in F1. Well, then I guess the corollary to that is why is Red Bull such a superior unit then? I think the engine's part of it. 
Um, I think Max is part of it. Are they still using not Honda? forty seconds? Yeah, they are still using Honda. Yeah, I think they're sure. still using Honda. But we got to give a shout out to Logan Sargent, USA, yeah. USA. He had a yeah. great showing. Yeah, he finished P twelve. Yeah, baby. And Williams, Williams held their own. Yep. Ocon, Ocon got tenth place. I mean, uh, uh, Albon. 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 I'm good. Gus, uh, when you're going and saying 12th, go USA, you're starting to sound a little Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> we we can point. see it in F1. We totally I'm, can just, see. I'm just saying, you're sounding a you little can't Canadian. dominate everything, Miller. <laughs> Come on. All right, let's move along. The next uh, segment we all agreed on was to do a quick, uh, quick hit uh, SMQB shots. Everyone gets a minute. Milk, you start us out. <clears throat> All right, well, this is, a, this is a homer play, but uh, for all of our Tampa Bay listeners, Tampa Bay Ray listeners that we have as part of this podcast, we, we lost our um, radio announcer over the weekend. Oh. Dave Wills, who's been around since the early 2000s, iconic voice. You probably recognize it, seen it on highlights. He... Uh, he passed away suddenly at 58 years old Ugh, the day ouch. after he did a spring training game. Um, so it was a really big story around here. And he was like a huge part of the community and all of that great guy. Um, and so I thought we'd pour one out for him real quick. Dave Wills. Absolutely. All right, Dave. Pope, you're up. Well, you guys know I was uh, over the weekend in Chapel Hill for the rematch of Duke Carolina. Um, and uh, we can talk about it more in another pod, but uh, Carolina's back was to the wall, and they had to have that game in order to most likely make the NCAA tournament. And uh, the same problems that have have haunted them all year, inability to hit a shot when it matters, inability to close a game, uh, bad coaching, uh, bit them again. Um, the atmosphere was was unbelievable. People said it was the loudest they've ever heard uh, at the Smith Center, Dean Dome. Um, we were ready to rip that roof right off if uh, if they had just shown up. And it was uh, it was a great weekend in Chapel Hill for everything except for the actual score of the game. Um, Are so, you counting them out of the ACC tournament? You know, they, they, they are consistently inconsistent. So in order to win the ACC tournament, they got to win four straight games. Can they do it? Sure. Virginia Tech did it last year on their way to the NCAA tournament. Uh, but, you know, so they have to beat Boston College of Louisville winner. Uh, then they play Virginia. Well, they beat Virginia. Then yeah, they Virginia play, is o- overranked, I think. Then they play the winner of probably NC State and Clemson. I mean, neither one of those teams, they beat NC State earlier. They lost him another game. Uh, neither one of those games. But, you know, they, they, they can't. They can't win games when it matters. They can't close games when they're ahead. So I don't give them much odds at all to get to the finals. If they make the finals of the ACC tournament, that means they'll have two quad one wins along the way. And that probably would be sufficient to get them to the NCAA tournament. Short of that, they ain't going sitting home in it baby. That's, and then that's the last we're going to hear about them <laughs> until Tulane plays them in the NIT. Right. <laughs> all right, house, take it away. Um, For all you suckers out there, that are salivating on high jumps and broad jump distances and 40 times it, the NFL combine is a ruse. And if your team is about to jump up to number one and take Anthony Robinson, 
Richardson. Richardson. Oh, Richardson. <laughs> Anthony, sorry, Anthony Richardson. And just ignore what he did on the actual playing field this year. Then you get what you deserve. The combine is fun television for the NFL and fun for Twitter. But most of these things are just statistical outliers that are fun inside of a Petri dish. They should not really form very much of your draft analysis. The Florida fan looks like he agrees. As a Gator fan, I absolutely agree with you. I don't understand the buzz on Richardson. He is a freak of nature physically, but he made some of the dumbest plays ever last year. His completion percentage, I think, was 53%, which I'm sure will translate well in the NFL. Let me play <laughs> devil's advocate. He's threw less than 400 passes in his whole I, college career. He still had a year and a half starting. And I mean, some of the decision making was, I'm, he's a work. I mean, he's going to be an investment in him. Yeah. Um, and, may, and look, he's got the, the physical skills. But I've known a lot of. Well, so did Jamarcus Russell. So did. So did, so did Ryan Leaf. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, but I hear he's he's interviewing extremely well. Like Unlike the, Jamarcus the, Russell, like on the Wonderlick. I think so. <laughs> that's again. That's fine. But when the ball is actually snapped and you're in a loud stadium away and there's eighty thousand fans, it's kind of different story. Al Davis Jr. Baby, House. Do we have any insight on? what the bears might do with their number one pick yet. Everyone says they're trading it. Well, the, at least the, once at, at least Maybe twice. Once. And the crazy thing was until this recent arrest of Jalen Carter, the suggestion was that they could trade down probably twice to five and still get them. Uh, well, now they for sure can now they for sure can. <laughs> and they, they still down, might take they that could trade risk. down to the fifth round. A lot of people are saying that Shane Steichen and the Indianapolis Colts are going to jump up to one and take Anthony Richardson. Wow. Uh, Let them, uh, which, which would be crazy. But I think right now, uh, I think you can bank on four quarterbacks going in the first 10. A team like the, the Packers should take him because they're used to sitting a guy for three or four years. I'd rather have Kyle Trask. Wow. I mean, wow. His stat, if you want to compare stats. The Bears need lots of people. They could they could build up their interior oh, yeah, offensive absolutely. line and, pro- and protect fields and get some wide receivers. They should do it. Moose. Yeah. Anything you want to say? Yeah, I, I got to. I came across a story. Okay, thanks. That I, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> came across a story that, and I'm sure most of you remember, down uh, Freddie Brown. From Georgetown. Yes. Well, of 19- course, I remember Freddie Brown. Downtown Nin- Freddie Brown. 1982. Wrong, wrong, wrong pass. Right. And there was a story that I came across and I sent it over to our friend who's not here today, uh, Bison. And it talked about how composed this kid was standing in front of reporters for, you know, an hour, hour and a half, answering every single question to the point that the reporters shook his hand at the end and thanked him. And I compare that to the kids today that are coming into the NBA and look at what John Morant, John Morant just did and some of these other guys. And I was so impressed with this story to see that because that was one that was an all-time blunder, an all-time blunder um, right up there with Chris Webber. And Chris Webber I was about did to say, because Chris Webber did the same thing as Fred Brown. He stood there and, and talked to them and, and took it like yeah. a man. 
Yeah, standing among boomers just skyrocketed. Thanks. <laughs> but you know what? Um, but you know, I just was impressed with that, and I just wish the these the kids that are coming into the NBA and Freddie Brown. I don't, I can't remember if he got drafted or ever played in the NBA. If he did, it was for a real quick couple. He played for the, Su- the Seattle SuperSonics for a while. No, that's, and on some no that teams. was. No, that was downtown Freddie Brown. That's a different Freddie Brown. That's what, I thought we were talking about downtown no, Freddie no, Brown. No, no. We're talking about wrong wrong way James Worthy Fred Brown. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, no. So I just, okay. you know what? I was impressed with that story. And, and you know what? We're, some of these younger athletes should take a page out of the Chris Webbers and Fred Browns because, you know, they, they've got millions and millions being thrown their way and they're going to throw it away. Ironically, right. two colossal mistakes that gave Carolina a national championship both times. They can't win it on their own. No. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my short time and I'll try to be shorter than a minute on the NBA. I, I know you guys are all expecting me to talk about the Knicks, the Knicks, the Knicks. And it's thrilling to be a Knicks fan again. Finally, we're fifth in the East after beating the Celtics two, two games this week, the Heat and the Nets. We've beaten the Celtics three straight this year. And then the power rankings just came out and they have the Knicks number one, which I think is kind of silly. Knicks aren't as good as Milwaukee. They're not as good as the 76ers and they're not as good as the Celtics, but they're a damn good scrappy team. And uh, I just hope they beat Cleveland in the playoffs and pick up a star for next year. It's, it's good to be excited again in the garden. Um, and my second thing is KD is fitting in like a glove on the Suns. They are three and oh since he started. Meanwhile, the Mavs are three and six with Kyrie in the lineup. And KD just look I mean, they just look unstoppable. I've, well, I think I think they've got to be the favorite to win the West at this that point. That was that was an amazing game on Sunday with KD, Book and uh Luca and Kyrie just going at it blow after blow. I mean, I everybody wants to see that seven game series now. Well, I don't know if Alice will make it that far. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alice. <laughs> it's like anyone can score 125 points on that team. So can Pretty I just much. go back? So, so wait, so Rooster, I just want to understand. You're super excited that the Knicks are fifth in the East? They've won exactly one championship in the 70s no, I, I and have had but... maybe two or three sniffs at it since. No, I yes. But... But you're excited that they will have they will not have home court advantage in the first round. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. <laughs> no, you're a I'm Leafs not. fan. You should know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Madison Square Garden has been vacant in June and July for the last and, umpteen years. This is good, not just for the New York fans, but for, for, for the NBA basketball. For there to be playoff basketball in Madison Square Garden is a good thing. The place was nuts when they played the Hawks a year or two ago, and it's good for the NBA. Hey, a golfer would understand. This is this year is better than most for the Knicks. There you go. Better than most, but they're not there yet. <laughs> they're not Speaking there of yet. golf, uh, we got a, a big great trajectory. Fifth, the fifth major coming up this weekend in the players. True. Right. All right. All right. No well, live. Good players are at live. None. How, zero. House, you have a punchable face? I thought we I have doing... I actually have two uh punch yeah milk what Are we talking NFL I thought we were doing a NFL thing no you want to you want to talk some NFL take another minute milk go ahead I thought we we're doing a hot hot stove 
Uh, well, are we talking about Derek Carr? Oh, are you about Derek oh Carr. talk about Derek Carr. Go man. ahead. Go ahead. It was downfall, on the agenda. Downfall of the Bucks. Go ahead. Well, I mean, that, it, breaking news today. He's signed, a, I think, a four-year deal with the Saints worth a shit ton of money. I don't know how they pulled it off because they were like $60 million over the cap as of yesterday. Uh, I think they've done some restructuring. But that's a, that's a big deal. Um, the Saints are now... <laughs> Now, I don't know how they're they're going to have to get rid of some players to make this happen. Like, I don't know if Michael Thomas is coming back or he's not. Uh, I guess Landry. I mean, even hell, Kamara could might could be on the table. He could be. Um, could be in jail. But, oh, Jesus! Uh, <laughs> wow. No, I mean seriously, it's still out there. It's still yeah, hanging yeah, over. Yeah, so they're going to have to make some some changes. But uh, I don't know. I I kind of felt like last year they were. They have a pretty good defense. I think Carr's a game changer. They're a good. They're a very good team. I you think they, do? Yeah, I think. They, I, I, you I think, think Carr's Derek Carr's a game yeah. changer. I think I he's think, good. I think he's been in a bad situation. Yeah, we're the right. I think the right. Saints are are. I, I like Allen. I think he's a good good coach. He uh, just had Josh Jacobs and Devonte Adams. What was bad about his situation? And Darren calling, Waller. The play calling. Darren Waller never stepped on the field this year. Later on, he did. I'm going to tell you, Milk, I'll take Kyle Trask over Derek Carr. Wow. That makes you feel better. Wow. I am encouraged by this news because if you you do the math, he's making $37.5 million a year. And Daniel Jones is no Derek Carr. He better sign with the Giants for about that much. Well, look, the Saints have gone all in here, literally. I mean, they're going to – they can't afford anything else. They're going to have to cut players. It has to work out, or they're fucked. They're they're going to be resting on their defense next year. But is that is that the team you're now scared of in your in your division? Clearly, the favorite in the South next year. Definitely the clear favorite now. I mean, Uh, who's going to be? Wow, back of Carolina and Atlanta. No idea. Derek Carr has won how many playoff games? We'll have Carson Wentz. We'll have Carson Wentz in Week One. (laughs) (laughs) Or Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't worry about Derek Carr. All right, that makes me feel better. All right, let's punch somebody. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Mama said, not too out. I'm gonna not too out. Mama said, not too So I, I was going to punch two people, but I put up my. Uh, my right jab and the NBA blocked it because if you guys didn't see yesterday, Giannis Antetokounmpo had was on the edge of a triple double and he was missing one rebound. And with the bucks smoking the wizards, he runs down the court, has the ball in his own hands and has, you know, the clock's just going to run out. He should just hold the ball. But instead, he goes up and purposefully misses a layup and collects the rebound. He didn't so even that jump. So that he'll get a triple-double. That was what, pretty bad. What a punk. That was pretty bad. I mean, that's what you're going to teach kids. Get, it's all about the stats. Get your Pad your stats with a, a BS, you know, like uh, fake rebound. So he had the triple-double last night, and then the NBA today rescinded it. 
Thank you, oh, NBA. Awesome. Good. Yes. Good. All right, good. I like that. I think it's bothersome that he knew that he needed one rebound for the triple-double. It's Trip. outrageous. But the real punchable face goes to Texas Tech coach Mark Adams. And I don't know if you guys have heard the story, but what is wrong with some of these coaches? Like, what is in their head when they're like reciting Bible verses to players, most of whom on your team are black players and telling, talking to these players lines from the Bible about how there's always a master and a servant and workers, teachers, parents, and slaves need to serve their masters. Like, are you serious? <laughs> but it, it got worse. He, he, at one point, it also came out today that he spit on a player and he's, he said that he had a bad cold and that because of his bad cold, he was dribbling a little bit. He was just like, he was like salivating. It was a, it was a dribble oh. versus a loogie. And the, and the, and the, and the players, the player side of his is the coach said, I can spit on you anytime I want, which is a little bit different than a cold. Wow. I mean, we need to not only punch this guy in the face, yeah. but we need to hock a loogie at him and say, see ya. 12 of 12 of their 13 players are black and his complaint was they weren't receptive to his coaching. Maybe it's because you're a racist piece of shit, old man. I mean, get that guy out of there. Jeez. They're not even, he's not even good. No. Well, you know, the good news for the good news for that team is that Chris Beard is now available to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Anybody, anybody have another, Punch. Lasso. Anyone have a lasso? You have a lasso, Rooster. I do. I have a lasso. I have barbecue sauce. <laughs> to tell you about the Virginia um, Division 31 uh, Special Olympics Championships this weekend. My daughter has played on the Henrico Hornets. For over 10 years. And this is a team made up of kids whose average height is probably about 5'4. Um, so my height. Several of the kids are nonverbal. The one tall guy they have on the team is just a, has the most beautiful shot you've ever seen. He catches it and shoots before he even looks, and it usually goes in from one spot on the court. The problem is, on defense, he also stands in that spot on the court waiting for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no big people playing defense, and they won three state three straight games. The first game, uh, one of the kids hit a legitimate three at the buzzer to win wow, the game by yes. one point. Oh my! Yes. So they get you to get the, the video? they win they win two more and that's get to awesome. the finals against this team that's got two kids on the team who are about. I'd say 6'1", 250, who just stand in the middle of the paint, and they don't call three seconds, and just turn and shoot. And a couple of these girls who are about 5'4", moved those guys out of there and kept them under control. And for the rest of the game, they were passing and passing, playing great defense. It was just a sight to behold and really one of the most um, uh, moving experiences I've had in a very long time. So... Cheers to the Henrico Hornets, and including my daughter Kate, who yes, I'm sure is going to tell all of Yay, you all Kate about Phelan. it next time she sees you. Yeah, Kate. yes, Go, Kate. By the way, I, we got to give a so shout awesome. out to 
to Kate Fallon, who is now the number one fan of the SMQBs. She's the only person crazy enough to go back to episode one and listen to them in order from the beginning. She is. She Smart is. Girl. She is. This is also the same child who has made me listen to every episode of Little House on the Prairie and Anne of Green Gables. I've seen them all at least three times, so she'll have she'll have our episodes memorized soon. <laughs> I love it. All right, fellas. Good show. Moose, story, thanks right? again. Thanks again for joining us. We miss you, Bison. Thanks, Miller. Thanks, hey, Moose. Thanks, Moose Job. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening. <laughs>